You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Friday fun show on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game, Southwest Louisiana sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Happy Friday to you, Matt Miguez here. There's some interesting headlines to get to today. The Saints play football tonight at the Frozen Tundra, although it's not quite frozen yet. And we do a football movie bracket. James Mesh, my co-host, joins me from the the Dungeon of Darkness. James, what's up, bud? What's up? Oh, you see? Dungeon of Darkness, I told you. How's how's your day going so far? Oh, uh, it's been pretty good so far. How about you? Day's good. The day's good. It is a Friday. I am ready for the weekend. Your Wi-Fi's up, huh? My Wi-Fi is up. What about your TV's work right? Yeah. Oh, it must be nice. <laughs> you having some? You having some trouble at home, bud? Yeah. Oh, is it, is it the weather? Or? I think so. My dad thinks it was a lightning storm. Interesting. That that hit our the lightning our was pretty bad last night. So. Yeah. That that could very well be true. Cause I got I got home, and my dad was like, "I think our Wi-Fi's out." So I look at my phone and turn my Wi-Fi on. I'm like, "Huh, yeah, it's not connecting." So I go to our router, turn it on, turn it off, try everything. The light is not blinking on. I'm like, "Nice, no Wi-Fi." And then this morning it was, it was like, "All right, well." Probably the TVs don't work either, since don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, no signal. <laughs> Solid. Let's go. Solid. Love that for me. Yeah, that's so. What, so what's now your, I'm gonna. What's your plan for tonight? <laughs> gonna make a trip to old Hannah Five Names' apartment. That'll be fun. Oh, you're going to Five Names' house. She wanted. She wanted to. She wanted me to live stream the game. I was like, Yeah, she's. You're letting her freeload off of you. So it's a live stream. Oh my god. It's a live stream. <sighs> Can't believe you gave in. Cannot believe you gave in to Hannah Five Names. Well, I was gonna go to my sister's, but she said that they have things to do tonight. So And and who wants to hang out with their sister anyway? <laughs> That's I only have three of them. Yeah, who who wants to hang out with any of them? Exactly. Ugh. Right. So a couple things to get to. Number one, how about the University of Texas? naming Quinn Ewers the starting quarterback for the Longhorns after it was leaked on their message boards that it was going to be Hudson Card. So the story is Hudson Card was going to be named the starter, and the boosters didn't like it very much. And so now it's Quinn Ewers. So what's going to happen next year when it's Quinn, Hudson Card, and Arch Manning? That's going to be intriguing. I mean, uh, I still don't think Arch Manning makes it to Austin. But. Yeah, that one feels like a long shot. I, I don't. I said it when he signed. I don't think he's going to make it to Austin. I, I have a strong feeling Kirby Smart's going to come back in and get him. 
Because nothing's official until he signs. And the earliest he can sign is December. So there's still four months that Kirby could could work some magic, and I think he will. Another thing, and, and we talked about it with, with, with Jordy just a couple minutes ago, James, the offensive line at Nebraska, why are they throwing up 15 to 20 times a practice? That's terrible. <laughs> That's not good by any stretch of the imagination. I How? It, it worked. How are you throwing up 15 to 20 times? Well, it's not... The offensive line group collectively oh. is throwing up 15. It's about one puke per player. Thought, but but okay. still, like, how how is everybody throwing up? It's not hot in Nebraska. I mean, I'm sure it's warm. It's August. I was going to say, it's probably but a good like, 70. You, you can't. And But here's the question. The NCAA instituted weather breaks. It's 64 degrees right now in Lincoln, Nebraska. Their high tomorrow is 81. So don't get me wrong. Like next next Wednesday, the high is 90. So like it gets warm in Lincoln. Don't get me wrong. But my, my question is, is Scott Frost not allowing them to get water? Is like what what's happening? Are they not conditioning themselves? Or is the coaching yeah, are, just pushing them too hard? Or is it a little mix of both? I, I don't is, know. How is each person throwing up? But that is uh, that is intriguing, to say the least. Because that's I would I would hate to be the field crew. Just gonna say that they don't I, get paid enough. I'd hate to have to clean that up. Oh man! All right. So the Saints play tonight, seven o'clock against the Green Bay Packers. I just saw a tweet that a uh, Forest Lamp is on the IR. So down goes another offensive lineman for the Saints. Lovely. This is it's off to a great start. It's off to a great start. Um, Jameis will not play tonight, as we know. Andy Dalton will get the start. Ian Book will probably play a good bit. I imagine you'll see KJ Costello at some point. I imagine it, it'll be Andy for the first quarter, Ian for the second you, and you, third. You think Andy play, plays a whole quarter? Well, generally the first team offense. When this is the second to last game of the preseason, it's more of a tune-up game, and you give it more than one drive. You give it two or three, just kind of depending on how the first quarter goes. So I, I think it'll be Andy the first quarter, Ian the second and third, and then in the fourth you bring in KJ. I'd be okay with that. I just, I really, and, and I say this with like the utmost respect. I really hope that Ian Book shows us something I want the guy to work out I think he's got potential but how many chances are the Saints going to have to give before he just walks I mean look at former quarterbacks like Garrett Grayson they stayed on the roster for a good three years before I was like "All right, your contract's coming up in we're not resigning you, right? You're you're not good at football. You're 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 just not good. It's just the the truth. You're Thanks for the time good. and being a depth piece. Yeah, but we'll look for Absolutely. someone else. Absolutely. I've got two pieces of nil excellence before we we get to our our poll question, really of the week. Um, so so bear with us on that one. 
First off, have you seen the air conditioning commercial that DeColdis Crawford shot? Yeah, I've seen it a That's few times. legendary. Oh, it's great. Okay, first of all, I, I just I, I want to ask the parents, where did the coldest come from? That can't. First of all, that can't be his birth name. I think it is. It can't be. I th- I really think it is. I tried looking at looking it up, and I believe it is the coldest. Well, if if it is, then I I I would love to know where that came from, because the coldest. That, that's just so strange. But anyways, if you have the name DeColdest, why wouldn't you sign an NIL deal with a AC and heating company? Of course you would. You're the coldest. I, I thought that was legendary. That was great. Another one. How about Oklahoma quarterback General Booty releasing some merchandise with iHeart Booty, Booty Call, General Booty reporting for duty. He has a shirt that says General with the peach emoji under it. I mean, how, how are you not just taking advantage of this? When, when you have the last name Booty in, in today's society, you, you got to run with it. Ah, uh, yes, I remember now. So, it is the coldest. The middle name is... Is decidedly less cool, but it's Juan. Juan? So, the coldest Juan Crawford? Yes, because a lot of people actually thought it was the coldest to ever do it, Crawford. Oh, my God. But it's actually Juan. Interesting. Still a great name. It is. It's an all-time name for sure. It is. It, it's it's definitely it's definitely up there. But uh, still one of the best ones was the Brickashaw Ferguson. DeBrickashaw Ferguson was a, a great, a great name. couple more top stories to get to. Braves outfielder Marcelo Zuna was arrested and charged with a DUI last night in Atlanta. Second time he's been arrested as a member of the Braves. you got to think this is going to be the last straw for him. Uh, he hasn't been performing well on the field. Mixed with his off-the-field trouble. You know, I, I, I could see this being the excuse or, or, or the, the straw that broke the camel's back to, to get him off the roster in Atlanta. The other big thing to, to note, Deshaun Watson's suspension came out yesterday, and it's 11 games and a $5 million fine. And it has been reported that Deshaun Watson's suspension could be longer than 11 games. According to Adam Schefter, the evaluation and treatment plan will be handled by a third-party behavioral expert, and if Watson wants to get reinstated, he'll have to comply with any recommendations made by the expert. If Watson doesn't comply, his reinstatement could be delayed, which could lead to a suspension that lasts longer than 11 games. So on paper, he's suspended for 11 games, but the NFL could delay him being reinstated. It, it just never ends. Every time you think it's going to be done, James, they they find another way to put it back in the news. And granted, we're aiding them by talking about it, but like, how, how do you not? How do you not? It's huge news. You can't even avoid it, really. No, you can't. You, even, if, even if you would try to, there, there's no way you could avoid it. 
All right, should we should we get to our poll question? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we we talked yesterday about doing a sports movie bracket, and then we had talked about doing a football movie bracket because it's football season, and I had a lot of people message me to say that we needed to do it, so I put one together. 16 movies, 116, 215, 314, you get the point. Here's what we're going to do. Today, we posted two of them on our Facebook and Twitter. 116 and 8 and 9 are up on Facebook and Twitter. Go vote. You have until 2 a.m. to vote. It was 12 hours from when it was posted. So go put your votes in. Tomorrow at 9 a.m. we'll post two more. Sunday at 9 a.m. we'll post two more. So on and so forth until we get to the championship to determine the best football movie of all time. So today's matchups, your 1-16, in 16, one seed is Remember the Titans, and your 16 seed is Division Three football's finest. Uh, so far, 24 people have voted, and it is unanimously Remember the Titans. James, I think it's safe to say we can move Remember the Titans to the second round. Yeah, this is a blowout. I don't think... Division three needs to be massacred any more than it already has. No, no, I think I think we're gonna call that. We, one. Can, we can put this puppy to bed. Yeah, I think we're gonna call that one. And then the other one, how about Rudy and Jerry Maguire? A lot closer. Pretty close. Fifty-two point six percent say Rudy. Forty-seven point four percent say Jerry Maguire. James, have you seen either one of these movies? I've seen a good bit of Rudy, but I haven't seen Jerry Maguire. Though you did show me that one scene earlier. The, the the famous show me the money clip. Yes, show me the money. That one was that one was pretty good. Show me the money. <laughs> I love that movie. Tom Cruise. If you had to vote, which one? Which one would you go? So, I would probably have to say Rudy, just because of the nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. That was a that was one of those movies that my family sat down and watched together a lot. Probably once a year we would watch Rudy. It's kind of like me with draft day, yeah. watching it right before. So I would I would have to probably say Rudy, but I mean, you, you can't go wrong with Jerry Maguire. It's a it's a I mean it's a classic. So put your votes in Facebook and Twitter, and again throughout the weekend we'll be posting more. And all next week we will finish out the bracket to determine the greatest football movie of all time. The game hotline, 706-0111 if you want to get in on the action. Here in Acadiana, you can watch us on the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and Channel 133 on LUS Fiber. As you know, football season is here, and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, wants to crown you the tailgating king. With the ultimate tailgate giveaway powered by St. Landry Lumber, Austin's Outdoors, and the game. Score $500 to chop specialty meats and Broussard, a new grill with accessories, a cooler, a set of chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, tickets to LSU and Raging Cajun football games, and much more. Enter in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's the ultimate tailgate giveaway powered by St. Landry Lumber, Austin's Outdoors, and the game. Now, I can't win that, but Lord, if I could. $500 in meat, cooler, chairs, tickets, and then $500 in a Visa gift card? you kidding me. That's easy. And you're going to get all that by spending, what, James? Two minutes of your time? If that. 
It's I was going to say, it's easy. probably less. It's very easy. You got to do it. Um, if you don't, I'm just going to feel very sorry for you for missing out on a legendary opportunity. You're wasting your time by not doing it. Absol- absolutely, you're wasting your time by not it's doing it. It's a great that. opportunity. All right, we'll take a timeout right here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. When we return, we'll talk a little bit more about that massive Houston Astros win last yesterday, and we'll get you set up for tonight's World Series rematch with the Atlanta Braves right here on the game. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Got something to say to Miguez and Mesh? Hell yeah! It's easy. Just call the hotline by dialing 337-706-0111. Now, back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. So I don't know how well it's been documented, but I need some mental help. So if you know anybody, 337-706-0111, maybe we can have a therapy session live on air. Crunch time with me, guys, and Mesh on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Met me, guys, James Mesh. 22 minutes after 4 o'clock. Yesterday, the Houston Astros played in the south side of Chicago. And boy, oh boy, was it ugly. The Astros tied a franchise record with 25 base hits. You got six RBIs from Alex Bregman. You got five from Chaz McCormick. And then Kyle Tucker and Christian Vasquez both tied career highs with four each. And, you know, James is magical. You put Trey Mancini in the lineup, what's he do? He hits a homer. I mean, I'm not a genius, but you listen to me every once in a while, it works out for you. <laughs> like 20% of the time? Hey, one a, a 200 batting average ain't the worst. It's not. It's not great, but it ain't the worst. I mean, right? You're not wrong. If, if, if you shoot 20% from three, you're going to get benched? Yeah. You're right. You probably would. If you shoot 30%, you might get benched. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh. Well, it depends on what you do. If you're a sharpshooter and you're shooting 30%. For the season, if you shoot 30% from deep, you're not getting benched. No. No! Well, what's your archetype? If if you're considered sharpshooter. Even for a shooter, if you're shooting in the 30s, dude, you're... No, but I'm talking about 30% exactly, like 30.2. I still think you're playing. Oh, you're maybe not starting, but you're playing. You might be sixth man. I was going to say, you're going to be on the second lineup. But if you're shooting 30%, you're getting playing time. Not as much, though. Well, you know, not everybody can be James Mesh and shoot 50% from deep. Amen. Oh, wait, that was that was me. That was me. When I beat you at horse. Because you, you got, counted the shots. Because you got cocky and complacent, and wanted to beat me and embarrass me on a half court shot, and you failed horribly. So, props to you, bud. When are we gonna start doing those again? We're gonna do it after football season. Oh, okay, okay. Because for this season, what we're gonna do for football season, we're, we're gonna got, we're gonna do picks. We we got we got picks and punishments, of course. Which we got to come up with punishments because our, our content manager is breathing down our neck. 
That guy. Work. That guy. Anyways, the Astros win 21 to 5 yesterday over the Chicago White Sox to take the rubber match in the regular season series. They led they win the season series with the White Sox 4 to 3. The Astros now have an 11 and a half game lead in the AL West at 77 and 43. The White Sox two and a half games back in the AL Central of the Cleveland Guardians. Looking at the full standings of the MLB, you look at the American League, the Astros still have a three and a half game lead in the American League. And overall, in all of baseball, they are now solely in second place. They are five and a half games back of the Los Angeles Dodgers. James, the Dodgers are 81 and 36. 81 and 36. I mean, that's insane. They are 40 and 15 at Chavez Ravine. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's like Warriors home schedule numbers. Oh, they, they, like they rarely ever lose. I mean, the Astros are 39 and 18 at Minute Maid Park, but 40 and 15 at home. That is absolutely wild when you see that on paper. There are four teams in baseball that have a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs. It's the Yankees, the Mets, the Astros, and the Dodgers. The Braves have a 99.7% chance of making the playoffs. What do you think is the likelihood that you see a Astros-Braves World Series rematch? A rematch, wow. I mean, obviously they're going to play each other this weekend, but like in the World Series. Yeah. What do you think the likelihood is of that? Of all the possibilities, if you want to do like the mathematical sense, you would probably say it's like a 8%. 8%? 8% likelihood. Okay. It, it probably is higher. This is just rough math. I haven't even wrote, I haven't even written down the formulas, but... It feels like it's it's around that eight to twelve percent range. It would feel like because you also have to consider all the other teams. Yep, no, it's true. It's true. So the Astros once again seventy seven and forty three. That's one hundred and twenty. So they have forty two games left to play. And let's just do the math that they're seven and three in their last ten. So they win twenty eight more games. So they'll finish one hundred five and fifty seven if they stay on this track through the remainder of the year. That's pretty solid. That's really good. That's that's really good. So just to just to put it in perspective, the the team that won the World Series in 2017, they were 101 and 61. Which team was that? That was the 2017 team. I know. I just wanted you to say. Oh, the World Series champions. Yeah, yeah. But here's here's what's going to be interesting. The Astros are going to win a World Series this year without banging trash cans, so everybody can shut up. Are you putting money on it? Because as much as I as much as I love Jay Walker, every time I try to talk about Astros with him, he's like, "Oh well, you know, they they brought out the trash cans, blah blah blah." So I'm I'm so ready for them to win a World Series without the trash cans, so that everybody just stops talking. Am I putting money on the Astros winning the World Series? Yeah, I probably would. I probably would. I am I am that confident in, in their ability. Right now, how much are you putting down? Though that's the question. It would depend on what the odds are. 
Are you putting down like ten dollars? Again, it, it would depend on what the odds are. Because um, if if the odds are favorable for me, I might put even more than that. It just it really depends on on what the odds are looking like. Right now, Houston is plus three eighty. Plus three eighty. So ten dollars would win me thirty eight. I'd probably put twenty five. I'd probably put 25. So, that so then you get 95. 95, yeah. So 120 total. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably put 25 down. On That's the, good. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that they're going to get it done. I mean, they're just... Jordan... So Jordan got hot. He's in a slump now. He's going he's gonna to come back up again right in time for October. Bregman's tearing the cover off the baseball. Kyle Tucker's having a good year. I, I'm pretty confident in the Astros' ability. And not to mention, you just got back Lance McCullers, who's pitching tonight. I mean, your, your pitching staff's rolling. Your offense is rolling. I, I think the pieces are just falling perfectly into place for the Astros. I really do. So, before we take a timeout, because we're getting, we're getting close, I got to tell you guys about a great place to catch the Saints game tonight. Hangout Sports Pub in Youngsville. It's the newest place to hang out with friends and catch all your games. It's a neighborhood bar. It's right there on Fortune Road in Youngsville. When I tell you every NFL, every college game, Premier League soccer, I mean, they literally open at 6.30 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday for breakfast and Premier League soccer. These guys are great at what they do. The staff is fantastic. The owner is Casey Friend, and he's fantastic. Live entertainment, drink specials daily, a brand-new food menu with all kinds of new items, including burger sliders, pepper jack boudin balls, loaded fries, you name it, they have it. Again, live entertainment, drink specials. It's right there in Youngsville off of Fortune Road. Every game you could imagine on their TVs. You got to go check them out. And when you do, tell them that Miguez and Mesh sent you. Also, another business I got to hit real quick suit up on Ambassador Caffrey and in New Iberia. Now through Labor Day, their line of Southern Marsh clothing, half off from now until Labor Day. So if you want to get what in, a deal. So if you want to get in on that a- action, I already did. So if you want to get in on that action, uh, suit up on Ambassador Caffrey and in New Iberia. And once again, tell them that Miguez and Mesh sent you. Take a timeout when we return. Luke Braun of the Locked On Vikings will join us for a preview of Kirk Cousins, Jordan Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson, and the Minnesota Vikings right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Sign up right now for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com so you can score tickets, gift certificates, and more. This is The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Let's talk some Minnesota Vikings before the Saints go across the pond to play the purple and gold. Luke Braun and Locked On Vikings joins us via the game hotline. Luke, thanks for taking the time, man. How are you? Hey, good to talk to you. So let's look at the Vikings, you know, eight and nine last year, missed the playoffs, kind of very similar season to our New Orleans Saints. But, you know, one guy on the Vikings roster that we're very familiar with down here in South Louisiana is Justin Jefferson, the former LSU Tiger oh, yeah. who went from an unranked recruit to a an NFL superstar. What are you expecting out of Justin Jefferson headed into year three of his career? 
Yeah, watching him in camp, um, the one word that comes to mind is unguardable. I, he's absolutely ripping everything apart. Um, he just ripped. He, we just did some joint practices with the 49ers. And in fairness, they were, they're missing, I think, their top two corners. Um, but he was just, they just had no answer for him through all of the practices. Uh, he has said he wants to go for 2K this year. He said he wants to be regarded as the best wide receiver in the NFL by the end of the year. And you know what? I'm not going to be the one to tell him he's wrong. <laughs> he looks absolutely insane. Maybe I'm being a homer about it, um, but I guess you guys can be homers about it too because he's still grittying all over the place, and that's more your thing than our thing. So I don't know, man. He, he's, the way he's dressing up his routes with extra moves and extra kind of leans and very subtle uh, deceptions without losing any speed in and out of the break is astounding. He's catching everything. I don't know. He seems poised to go completely off the rails this year. Now you're you're gonna you're gonna get Justin to teach you how to do the gritty, right? <laughs> I don't think that's my jurisdiction. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, I'll 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 have to make a bet or something, and if I lose it, I'll do the gritty. That that'll be the. But I got to figure out what would be funny enough. Oh, first year head coach Kevin O'Connell taking over the reins after Mike Zimmer moved on. You know what do you know about O'Connell? What type of coach is he, and what are fans expecting? <laughs> Yeah, so he's a McVay guy. Um, he's going to run the McVay playbook. Everything we've seen from camp and preseason so far has been pretty much ported straight out of the 2021 Rams offense, which, I don't know, they did okay. So that seems like a decent idea. <laughs> he's very, it's all very kumbaya. You know, going off of the Mike Zimmer, the end of the Mike Zimmer era last year was very negative in the locker rooms and in the building. They, they kind of lost the unity and a lot of that falls directly on the head of Mike Zimmer. He kind of knew the writing was on the wall. I think he reacted really bad to that and sort of lost his relationship to the players. He, he lost the trust of his players. The tra- the players lost his trust. Um, and it all kind of fell apart. And that's why they, they lost four of six down the stretch at the end of the year. And they were eliminated before week 18. Um, and now you're coming in with Quasi Dopamensa and Kevin O'Connell, and the, the word of the hour is collaboration. Everybody's working together. Everybody's learning together. They basically did the entire spring program and told the players, we're not evaluating you. Just learn. Like, no pressure at all. Just learn the best that you can because we're not going to even start evaluating until proper camp. And, like, that's kind of been the vibe. So it's very loose. You know, you watch, I, like, I remember watching training camps a couple of years ago with, like, Stefan Diggs and her cousins and Adam Thielen were all very, like, wound up. And it was, there was an intensity, and part of that is the influence of Diggs, who's just one of the most intense people ever. Um, but there was this really tight intensity. And now it's all very loose. You know, people, more people kind of just jazzing around and laughing and goofing off, and O'Connell's laughing with his players and trying to establish co- connections. It's all very loosey-goosey. And, hey, when you're loose, you play well, but we'll kind of see that that really gets tested when you start the season one and three in your first year, and then we got to talk, you know? Oh, yeah. Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings joining Crush Time with Miguez and Mitch. Now, Luke, looking at Dalvin Cook's touchdowns last year, it was a down one. He only had six touchdowns compared to having 13 and 16 in 2020 and 2019. He, right. But he, had, but he had a lot of goal line carries. Do you expect his touchdowns to go up this year? Um, to be honest with you, that's probably going to be more of a, a, a dice roll 
than anybody has any control over because, you know, sometimes you get tackled at the one and then it's a fade right on the next play, right? So if we're talking for, like, a fantasy thing, um, I don't know the answer to that. You think he could do better than six, but he's got to stay healthy, and that's the big thing with Dalvin Cook. He's had shoulder issues plaguing him his whole career, and you can probably only rely on 12 or 13 games a year from him, and that's just kind of going to be the way it is. So if you're asking the fantasy question, get the handcuff. I don't, I'm don't. i not 100% sure that Alexander Madison is the handcuff. Kenny Wongu is pushing him a lot in camp, uh, but that's my answer to that. But in terms of volume and stuff, I think he's going to be a lot more involved in the pass game in the way that Rams offenses have involved their running backs more than swing passes and screens and checkdowns. I mean, we're talking real choice routes. We're talking really actually running routes um, out of bunches and stuff. That's what I'm really excited to see from Dalvin Cook. Now, whether they call that at the 40 or at the 5 is probably going to have a lot more to do with whether or not it's a touchdown. Um, so I don't know if the actual touchdown total goes up, but I do think his usage in general will become a lot more diverse, and I think that's what I'm most excited to see. Now, Kirk Cousins is a guy that has been referred to as the most overpaid and underperforming quarterback in the NFL. But last year Ooh. he was he was rather efficient. I mean, thirty three touchdowns, seven interceptions, led led a pretty good offense. You think Kirk can replicate that season again? Well, I'm not sure. I want him to replicate last season because there are some things about last season I really want him to get rid of in his game. Um, he had a real kind of process over results to a fault in his game last year, and I think some of that was just Mike Zimmer not really being able to to extract the most confidence out of Kirk Cousins and sort of the whole draw of Kevin O'Connell is like, I can fix Kirk. Um, and, you know, whether that leads to more volume stats or not, I don't really care. You know, we just want to win games. Um, but there was this infamous moment last year, game against the Packers. He throws this very intuitive, very feel-based um, touchdown pass to – Adam Thielen, it was an incredible throw, really dangerous, risky throw, but he threaded it. And then he comes out after the game and he says, I shouldn't have thrown that. I actually think the check down was the right play there. And you're like, dude, it was a touchdown. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I, that, like, that is what I want him to get out. And it seems like there's reason to believe that that might be happening. He's being really a lot more aggressive in camp. He's slinging it all over. He looks better this camp than I think in any of the camps we've had with Kirk Cousins so far. Um, and like that's saying something because he's usually pretty good in shorts. He's a very sound mechanical quarterback, and it's usually game situation and kind of live game stuff that will knock him out. This one, he looks really good. He's on a great wavelength with Justin Jefferson. Um, and shoot, he's even dropping F-bombs now, which is way outside of character for him. I don't know what they did to him. It's like they took him out to the desert, gave him some ayahuasca Aaron Rodgers style, and he might be unlocking a whole new mode. <laughs> Oh, Luke Braun, a lockdown Vikings, joining us. Luke, you know, LSU fans are very familiar with both Daniil Hunter and Patrick Peterson. We talked about Justin Jefferson a little bit earlier. Who else on the defensive side do the Saints need to look out for? Well, we got Zedarius Smith in the building, um, basically going to do the exact same thing he did with the Packers for the last few years, that rover thing where you don't really have a, a gap you usually run for. This is going to be really different about the Vikings. Before the Vikings, you kind of you had your left defensive end and your right defensive end, and they were just there. And you kind of had, like, Everson Griffin going up against your left tackle all day, and that was the move. Or, you know, Daniel Hunter versus Ryan Ramchek all day. That was the thing. 
Um, now it's going to be a lot more moving around. You know, Hunter moves, the Darius Smith moves. Harrison Phillips comes over from the Bills. He's a really good run stuffer. Um, and then Dalvin Tomlinson is still there. The defensive line looks electric in camp. The secondary looks young <laughs> outside of Patrick Peterson, who is himself, and he's going to be who he is. You know, he's not the fastest dude in the world. And he's not a 2017 All-Pro anymore, and we all know that. Um, but after that, you have Cam Dantzler, who's a third-year corner, who seems to be taking something of a leap in camp. And then Andrew Booth out of Clemson, who is, I'm going to generously put it as up and down. <laughs> he's kind of all over the place. He's really grabby, unbelievably aggressive. He's kind of a gambler. Um, and for both the good and the bad of that. So I don't know how much you're going to, I don't know how much run he's going to be getting by week four. So it'll probably be Dantzler and Peterson on the outside. And then you're going to have this interesting safety thing, a lot of free safety maybe on the, on the back end as well, with Harrison Smith still very much looks like Harrison Smith. And then Cam Bynum, who is probably going to win that starting safety job. And then our first round pick, the Georgia kid, Lewis Seen is going to probably still be rotating in week four and be more of a sub-package guy. And over the course of the season, I kind of expect him to take bigger and bigger roles. But by week four, he'll still probably be more rotational than starter. Can you give us one strength and one weakness on this Vikings team? One strength? I mean, outside of, like, Justin Jefferson, I'll put, you know, I'll put it the front, the defensive front. The front seven-ish looks really, really solid. Like, the weak link on that unit might be Armand Watson. He's having an okay camp. Like, he looks like a, I don't know, below-average starter, and everybody else could be, like, the guy that ruins your day. Between Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks looks amazing, Zadarius Smith and Neil Hunter, Dalvin Tomlinson, we've, all talked, we've already talked about. Um, and then on the weakness, I will say probably center is what you're looking for. So I don't know who your nose tackle is, but if he's a big bull rushy guy, you're gonna, he's going to be in for a good day against Garrett Bradbury. And actually, there's some talk around Minnesota that they might trade for a center, like they're in that mode. <laughs> um, but in, speaking of LSU guys, Ed Ingram, the guard from LSU for the last couple of years, seems to be running away with a starting job. Um, he's beating up Jesse Davis pretty hard for it right now, probably going to be the week one starter as a high third-round pick. Which Vikings rookies and other young players could you see maybe making an impact on this roster early on? Yeah, so Ingram's one. Um, he is playing very well. Now, you guys probably know about his off-field. I won't tell you about that, but it's a little uncomfortable. Um, but nothing's going to happen for it. He's not going to catch any other extra suspensions, extra judicial stuff that, you know, college already kind of punished him the way that they're going to punish him. So that's all out. Uh, but... He is very punchy. He's very stout. He's got, you know, really good impact. Um, and he's actually saved the center's life a couple times. The backups, he's played mostly with the second team so far, and he's just now getting in with the ones. Um, but he's saved the center's life a lot just looking for work and just beating people up. Um, Andrew Booth might get a rotational role. I don't expect a ton of that by the time we play you guys. Lewisine, same deal. And then maybe some Brian Othamoa. I think he's the third best linebacker on the team right now after Kendricks and Hicks. Um, kid out of Oklahoma, super rangy, kind of overruns things a lot. So maybe a rotational role in particularly weird sub packages. Like if they ever want to go like 335 nickel, which they haven't really done a lot of yet. But I don't know. Sometimes those guys tend to randomly find six snaps a game. You might have something there. Um, 
And then you've got a lot of depth players. The Caleb Evans looks like he'll just be kind of a backup that will only get in in the case of injury. Um, Jalen Naylor out of, uh, I think, Michigan State, he is a punt returner right now. Or he's probably one of the two front runners for punt returner. Um, and maybe he'll win like fifth or sixth wide receiver, but he might be able to make the team on special teams. He's really dynamic, really explosive with the ball. He's just not quite consistent enough at catching it for you to really give him that job. Um, but it seems like you're getting a lot more rookie impact from this draft class than we're used to. The last few Spielman drafts have sort of been really like developmental and projecty, and these guys, ah, you're not going to get anything from this guy. You got to wait till year two. Not so much this year. We're actually probably going to fold these guys in a lot. Now, one more question for you, Luke. Looking at FanDuel Sportsbook, they have the Vikings at nine and a half wins. Would you take the over or the under? I actually, in the offseason, took the under on eight and a half. <laughs> so I'm not feeling it right now. The reason is there's a ton of talent. Like I just talked to you about a ton of talent on the roster the first year. And I think same for, for the Saints, honestly. Like the first year is never going to be it. Now, the Saints are, are angling at a little more continuity than the Vikings are. So I think you guys have a better argument. But it, it, it's never going to be that right in the first year. Everybody's learning something new. Totally new defensive scheme. Totally new offensive scheme. Some of the same principles, but totally new language, new communication, a lot of new faces, having to communicate with each other. And a pretty rough schedule to start out. they got to uh, go up against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and then Monday night against a sort of sleeper dark horse Eagles team. And week four, they got you guys in London. That's a, a tough way to start with every, a lot of kinks probably still being worked out. Now, I love the direction it's headed, and I think, you know, come year two, I'm going to be way more bullish on them. But right now, I'm expecting a slow start because everything is new. And you know what? Guys just make, make mistakes, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I'm willing to be very patient, and I'm expecting to have to be. Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. We love having Locked On guys on, Luke, and, and you killed it just like the rest of them. Really appreciate you taking the time, man. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk again when, uh, when the season rolls around. Of course. Hope you guys talk to Ross sometimes. Yeah, pr- pretty pretty often, actually. Ross is a good guy. Very good. Very good. Appreciate you, Luke. <laughs> Take care. And there he goes, Luke Braun of Locked On. Vikings, take a final time out of hour number one. Wrap it up on the other side. You're listening to the game at Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Time with Miguel Zemesh, 55 after the hour. On a Friday fun show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Matt Miguez, James Mesh. Let's take a look at a couple more of the poll question results of the day. Right now, Rudy and Jerry Maguire are 50-50. That race is tight. It is neck and neck right now. Ralph Bergeron said, would have voted Rody, but I hate Ian Book too much. Sorry, Notre Dame. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't necessarily blame him. And then Ton comes in, and he has a gif of, of Shane Falco from the replacements. Ton, don't worry. There's a matchup with the replacements coming very soon. So just hang in there. Be ready to vote for that one. Because I, I want to say Sunday, that one's coming. So uh, we'll have some fun with this football bracket. We'll do a basketball bracket a little bit later on in the fall. 
And who knows, maybe next spring we'll do a we'll do a football bracket. I'm mean, not a football bracket, a baseball bracket. You, you know what I meant. Hour number two. Jay, James, would it be a Friday or would it be a Friday fun show if we didn't do Jake's takes? It definitely wouldn't be as fun. I mean, the the, the guy just delivers each and every week. Jake Crane of Crane & Company going to join us. We finally have some betting to talk to him about, uh, so that'll be fun. Got a couple of uh, conversations that I'm sure he'll he'll give us some hot takes, so he'll be around for about 30 minutes here on the other side of this top-of-the-hour sports update. I'm getting out at 5.50 today because of the Houston Astros. First pitch in that one is at 6.20. It's going to be Lance McCullers going up against the pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. I believe it was Max Freed. I'm going to double-check that right now. Again, I really think it was Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright, 14-5 and with a 3.14 ERA. He's pitched 134 and two-thirds innings this season. So he's got a lot of innings under his belt. He's going to go up against Lance McCullers, who's 1-0 with six innings and five strikeouts so far this year just recently coming back from injury. Hour number two after this on the game, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. It is your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Halfway done with your Friday fun show right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Matt Miguez, James Mesh coming at you 502 here on your Friday afternoon. It's time for Jake's Takes with our guy Jake Crane, host of Crane & Company on the Daily Wire. Jake, can't be a Friday without you, bud. How are you? Flaming Dragon Friday, man. I'm doing great. Let's get after it. All right, so question number one, you, you brought up Flaming Dragon Friday. When's the Flaming Dragon going to get rid of that damn stash? Well, dude, he's got to rock it until, you know, he loses a month. Uh, that probably is not going to make a lot of sense to people out there that don't listen to the show. Number one, you should. And then number two, we do bets every day. We do a competition each month. My brother uh, made a deal with Peter Burns at, from SEC Network that he would grow a mustache, and he said that he wouldn't shave it until he lost a month. He won last month. Uh, your boy's in the lead right now, uh, so he's going to rock it until at least then. All right, so question number one, Quinn Ewers was named the starting quarterback at Texas today, and according to their message boards, it was originally supposed to be Hudson Card, and the boosters got mad about that. You think the boosters picked Quinn Ewers at Texas? You know, part of me really doesn't want to think that because I have a lot of respect for Sark, but you know, if there's two places where the boosters have too much control, it's Auburn and Texas, so nothing would surprise me. I mean, every report you heard out of camp was that Hudson was taking care of the ball better, he was making better decisions, and that Quinn would make a pass that you'd ooh and eye at, and then he'd make two that you wondered what he was seeing and why he threw it. So if they did, if I'm Sark, I mean, it, it makes me want to leave, but it just it's hard for me, guys, because Sark's a quarterback guru. I mean, he really is. He got Bryce Young to go to Bama from California. We've seen his track record. I really hope not, but with Texas, you never know. Now, you know, you talked about Quinn Ewers 
making one great pass followed by two passes that you question. Do, do you think he could maybe get that under control and become a great quarterback for the Longhorns? Yeah, I mean, he has the ability. I mean, no, nobody doubts his ability, but, you know, he may need more time. You know, everybody's not on this super fast clock, and, and everybody doesn't have the same clock. Uh, it, it takes longer for some guys than it does others. That doesn't make them less talented. It just is what it is. So uh, I, I think eventually he'll figure it out. But when you spend $4 million on a player, how can you explain not playing them? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. What do you make of Nebraska with Scott Frost saying that his offensive linemen are puking 15 to 20 times a practice? Well, I mean, it's one of two things. Uh, either, you know, 15 to 20 times, that's a lot, man. Like, I mean, if we're talking about an offensive line room that has 12 to, to 14 guys, I mean, you're puking that much. I mean, are you guys running track out there? I mean, he better figure something out because this will be the last hurrah. So either you guys are in terrible shape and still having to get in shape, or you join the Navy SEALs. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> All right, you're, you're a Braves fan, Jake. You know, you, you probably weren't too pleased with the news that came overnight about Marcelo Zuna getting arrested for, for a DUI. You know, his on-field performance hasn't been great of late. Mix that with some off-the-field issues. Do you see this maybe being the last straw for Ozuna in Atlanta? I really hope it is. I mean, he had the domestic violence deal last year, and when you have the young elite core that the Braves have, you need guys in the dugout and in the clubhouse that are going to show them the way. Uh, I hope they get rid of him. I know you may have to eat some of the contract, but he's proven himself to be poison, and you don't want to poison the well of young talent with a guy that doesn't care about the team. And that's what he's shown. He doesn't care about the team. Uh, I, I'm sick of looking at him. They, they couldn't ship him out fast enough, in my opinion. The Braves play the Astros tonight in Atlanta in a World Series rematch. Now, I'm a big Astros guy. You're a big Braves guy. Over, under, Braves win half a game this weekend. What you got? I'm getting the over. You don't walk into Truist Park and walk away with a series win. The Braves are, you know, battling with the Mets, who are going to fall apart at some point. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, so I'll take the Braves in that. Uh, again, two great ball clubs, two great organizations. I just hope that the Astros don't have to use some technology to be able to hit. Do you, do you see the Astros and Braves playing each other in the World Series yet again this year? Yeah, I think there's a good chance. You know, the Dodgers really worry me, man. Uh, they really worry me. I'm glad they ended up not getting Soto. That, that worried me the most. But, uh, look, they're, again, they both got the pitching. They both got the hitting. They're complete teams. It'd be another great rematch. It was a great series last year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not off the table. Now let's go to football. You know, we, we found out last week that you're a big Saints fan. The Saints play the Packers tonight in Lambeau. They've been practicing together all week, and supposedly Michael Thomas has been torching their secondary, and then vice versa. The secondary for the Saints has been torching their receivers. Do the Saints win tonight? Man, you know, I'm taking the over uh, for that exact reason. I'm hoping the over hits tonight. Look, the preseason, it's fun. Um, you know, it's kind of like having a, a hot girl as a platonic friend. You know, it's only fun to a certain point. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a pick em. Jordan Love has to play better. Be interested to see how Ian Book does in, in his second appearance. So uh, I'll, I'll take the Packers at home, but I'm playing the over at 38 for sure. And the Saints are plus 4,000 when it comes to winning the Super Bowl. How much are you putting down on that? I'll, I'll put 
that 50 piece on it. Why not? Sometimes you got to ride with the fear. Ooh, a 50 Ooh. piece on plus 4,000. I think I threw like 50 on Jameis to have like, or for like the Saints to make the playoffs. I think I think I threw 50 on that. Yeah, that, that's scared, not... mo- scared money don't make no money. All right, Billy Napier, settle down. I know, right? All right, so so some other Super Bowl odds for you. How about the Bills plus 600? You touching that? Dude, I think the Bills have a great shot. My pick's the Chargers. Uh, you look what they've added on defense. I mean, you got Bosa on one edge, Khalil Mack on the other, Derwin James, who's one of the top defensive players in the games in the, in the game. And then offensively, man, I, I think Herbert's got a chance to be really special. But yeah, man, Josh Allen. I mean, what they've added on defense with Von Miller, a guy we were able to chat with at the Senior Bowl Classic down there. So yeah, man, I, I think that's a smart play. James is going to fight you on that Chargers move. He does not like Brandon Staley. I absolutely love the team. Just don't care for the coach because I think Sean's going to go there. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think they're in a really good situation, though. Because, again, I mean, we, we always talk about offense, and, yes, we know that offense is super-duper important. Uh, it's a big deal. But they seem to be a team that's going to be good on special teams and defense and will be able to score enough points. Uh, and I think it's a good value pick. What about the Chiefs at plus 1,000? Would you do anything there? Yeah, why not? I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes, who's 100% witch. Uh, I know they lost Tyreek Hill, uh, but but I think that they're still going to be fine on offense. The offensive line got totally overhauled, which that was a weakness last year. We all know, so it's uh, it's it wouldn't be a bad play either. I mean, anytime you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes together, you really can't go wrong. Looking at national championship odds, how about Bama plus 180 to win the Natty? You know, if we're talking about value plays, no, nah, but they're going to win it. I'll go ahead and tell you they're going to beat Ohio State to win it, so you, you're going to win money. Jake Crane of Crane & Company joining us here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. You know, you like you talked about earlier, Jake, you guys do a lot of betting on Crane & Company, especially with the Booster Club. What are some of the best Booster Club bets you guys have gotten this week? Uh, you're talking about from the Booster Club or yeah. ours? From the Booster Club. I tell you what, we've had two different people hit the Hall of Fame this week, uh, which is, is 10 and 0. To be a member of the Booster Club, you have to be subbed to our YouTube channel. But we read our Booster Club bets. We take 10 of them. And if you're on the leaderboard, if you get to 10 and 0, uh, you enter Valhalla, the Hall of Fame, and we send you a free box of merch. Uh, so, you know, Al Caramba was really hot with the Nerfies. I got to throw some love there, the no run first innings. Uh, our guy, Wyatt Highs, a tall riot on Twitter. He went out there with a couple of them and hit them. We had one take a uh, – I'm trying to remember who it was. They took a top of the first. Any other outcome on the first pitch, uh, you had to basically put it in play at like plus 1,200. That hit. So uh, I'll show some love on that one. Lastly for this first segment, Jake, in college football, do you see a two-loss team making the playoff this year? I don't. I don't. You know, as sad as it is, you know, I, I got it chalk. I got Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. I will say, though, Fresno State's kind of sneaky. I'm getting a lot of Cincinnati vibes from Fresno State. You look at their schedule. I just don't think a two-loss team is going to be able to get in. All right. We'll do some buy-or-sell win totals for college football in, in, in the next segment, Jake. So, uh, so hang tight. Don't go anywhere. We'll have you back on in just a bit, all right? I'm here, brother. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll bring you buy or sell on the other side. This is the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. 
They could debate who should win the MVP, but they'd rather argue who has the best hair in sports talk radio. We just wash the hair. You know, I worked on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. It hits my hair. Now back to more of the stylish crunch time with Miguez and Mash here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, let's play some buy or sell on some college football win totals with Jake Crane of Crane & Company. So how we're going to do this, Jake, is I'm going to give you the team, I'm going to give you the number, and then you tell me over, under, and why. Sounds good. All right, so LSU up first, of course, here in in South Louisiana. Six and a half is the number. God, take all the money you've ever had and put it on the over. The reason is, I mean, because look, we've seen LSU have a lot of success with Les Miles, with Ed Orgeron. Brian Kelly runs a tight ship, and I said this on, on an LSU show the other day. LSU with the organization is as scary as any program out there. While they're not near what they're going to be, they are going to be much better than six and a half wins. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they're an eight and four team this year, so I would definitely take the over on that one. How about your Auburn Tigers six? I, I like the over on it. It smells like seven and five to me. Uh, we'll start out five and zero oh and then fall off a cliff. I think Brian's got to win eight, including the bowl game. But I think you can feel safe taking the over. Defending national champions in Georgia, you know, little bit of a, a decline this year. They lost a lot. Got a got a tough schedule. FanDuel has them at ten and a half. I like it. I, I think they may go undefeated in the regular season. At worst, eleven and one. They'll lose to Bama in the SEC championship game, and then lose to Ohio State in the playoff. I like the over there. What about A and M? You know, I know you're high on A and M. They're at eight and a half. Then you know, I actually I'm I'm high on Arkansas, really, not A and M. I think A and M starts out one and two in SEC play. You said it was eight and a half. Hey Matt, you said it was eight and a half. Florida yeah. at seven. Oh, it's it's. You said it's eight and a half or seven. Yeah, it was it was eight and a half for uh for Arkansas. I, I like the I, I like the under. I'm taking the under there. Not I, I again. I think Haynes King's going to be the starter. I don't believe in him. Uh, I think Max Johnson's eventually going to be the guy. Give me the under. We got a little bit of a technical difficulty uh, for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, you're you're kind of breaking up a little bit. I've I've got five bars, so uh, no, I I like the under for eight for A uh, and M. What about Florida at seven, Jake? Uh, Florida, I like the over. I think people are sleeping on them a little bit. I know their roster is not even close to where it needs to be. I think Billy comes out swinging a little bit this first year. Anthony Richardson's a dynamic playmaker, uh, so give me the over. Ohio State's a team that a lot of people are high on headed into this season. Currently at 11. Give me the over. Like I said, I got Ohio State playing in the national championship game, so I don't want to contradict myself. They're pissed off about last year. You know, Michigan finally beat them. Michigan goes to the playoff. Ryan Day wasn't even happy about winning the Rose Bowl. Give me the over. Michigan at 7.5? Oh, please. Pound it. Over. Take it now. Here's an interesting one is the Clemson Tigers at 10.5. This is one I would not touch. Uh, I would not touch this one with a 10-foot pole. But since I have to answer, give me the over. Uh, I, I think they win the ACC. They're oh. deep, they may have the best defense in college football this year. Give me the over. How about USC? 9.5. What's half. that? 9.5. 9.5? Yeah. 
I got him going seven and two in the conference. Give me the over. I'll take the over on Lincoln. It's in the Pac-12. Texas at eight and uh, a half. Te- oh, I think that's going to be a push. Um, I'd take the under value play. All right, and then I've got two Sun Belt ones for you. How about App State at eight and a half? I'd take the over. App State, number one, they're always tough. Uh, they've got some guys coming back. They have some pieces. I, I feel good about their defensive line. Give me the over. And the lastly, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns defending Sun Belt champs, eight and a half. Give me the under. Billy's gone. I know this is going to hurt you, Matt, but uh, give me the under. I think they take a step back. Yeah, that, I, I, I agree. I think they're right at eight wins here in 2022. All right, yeah, Jake. I, I, they've been dominant in the Sun Belt. You know, you lose what they lost, especially at the What's, quarterback position. Uh, I'll take the under. What you looking out for this weekend, my man? Well, you know, obviously preseason games are fun, like I said, but it's not the ultimate fun. Got some good UFC, uh, decent UFC card this weekend. But, man, you know, we're starting to get to the time in baseball where we're not near the end, but you're starting to really kind of figure out who's really going to be in it. But, look, let's make no mistake, I'm trying to get through this weekend because that makes us one weekend closer to college football. Appreciate Jake Crane. Thank you for uh, coming on for another Jake's Takes every Friday. Hey, anytime, bro. I really appreciate y'all coming on. We're going in the morning starting next week, 7.30 to 9 Eastern, 6.30 to 8 Central, talking a ton of college football. Come check us out. Awesome stuff. Appreciate you, Jake. See ya. See you guys. And there he goes, Jake Crane and Crane and Company. Take a timeout right here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. We'll be back right after this on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Back on a Friday fun show, Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh, right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros, Matt Miguez, James Mesh. Not sure what happened there that last segment. Uh, Jake was Jake was talking. We were having a conversation about win totals, and then out of nowhere, my my mic and headset just wanted to stop working. But uh, problem problem is solved. We're 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 back. We're rolling. Me and James got about what twenty minutes or so left until we give way to Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. A little over twenty, about twenty two no? minutes. A little over twenty. Okay, we're so gonna get hard cut at five fifty. So you know you were talking earlier about your AC problems, and and it, it made me think of something. So last night at our apartment the the batteries in the thermostat went out so you heard the beep right took them out put new ones in and the second so i didn't think anything of it i just put the new batteries back in and went on my way and then a couple hours later um i'm sitting on the couch you know preparing for today's show and my i, I hear my fiance scream at the top of her lungs and she's like, what the hell is going on? So I, I go see and come to find out when the AC reset, when you put the new batteries in, James, the temperature in the apartment was set to 84 degrees. 84? Yeah. The thermostat automatically programmed to be at 84 degrees. 
And so it had climbed up to probably about 75 at this point. And so I'm sitting there. I'm naturally hot. Like I'm, it, it takes a lot for me to be cold. And so I was sitting there and I was like, man, I knew I was hot, but I thought it was just me. Like, again, because I'm hot more than I'm cold. So I really just thought that it was it was something to do with me. But uh, no, our, our AC was set at 84 degrees. That sounds terrible. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds awful. It wasn't great. It wasn't great, that's for sure. Because for me, I don't necessarily get too hot or too cold easily. But once I do get hot or get cold, I definitely feel it. And then I just make a change in whatever clothing. But it's yep. funny because you get hot super easy. Mm-hmm. My youngest sister gets cold super easily. Yeah, you see, no. like she, she is. She was the type that in high school where you would always wear a hoodie no matter what. It doesn't matter if it's ninety degrees out or not. She's wearing a hoodie. Mm-mm. If I'm cold, there's two reasons. It's either below. It's either forty degrees or lower outside, or I'm sick. It's one or the other. In the summer, if I'm cold, you better call a doctor. It, that that's not gonna happen. There's no shot. Um, so yeah, that was that was interesting. I know you're having some AC problems and some Wi-Fi problems and some some TV problems. So uh, have fun hanging out with Five Names tonight. Yay! That, I, I, <laughs> I know she's listening. So you you have fun with that one. Oh, this will be interesting for sure. So let, let's do this. We're talking about the Saints game. Let's do five players to look out for in tonight's game. And I'm going to go first. Uh, Look out for Chris Olave. And I know that seems kind of like a cop-out, but... He did only have one catch last week. He wasn't great last week. And it was a dump-off. Of course, he was only out there for two, maybe three drives. Right. I, I think he plays more tonight. Uh, Jarvis Landry is also taking reps in warm-ups, so you could see more of Jarvis Landry tonight. I'm going to be watching Chris Olave pretty closely to see how he can bounce back from the the lack of performance last week. For me, I'm looking more at the linebackers. I'm looking at Eric Wilson. I'm looking at Chase Hansen. Chase Hansen. Oh, my God. Chase Hansen was doing a lot last week. And then you also saw a lot of good things out of Eric Wilson. I mean, he was, I would probably say, the main reason why Chase, is, Chase Hansen even got his interception. But it's also interesting. I want to see how much John Bosick plays. He was just signed earlier this week. So there's a lot to look at at the second level at the linebacker position. Because I only see about two, really just two players solidified with their roster spot. And that's DeMario Davis and Pete Warner. Zach Bond doesn't have it secured. Andrew Dowell isn't secured in my eyes just yet. Yeah. What about Caden Ellis? I mean, you got plenty of linebackers that haven't broken away yet. You saw some flash from Wilson and Hanson. But can they continue that? That's what I wonder. Yeah, I really like Chase Hanson. Um, I think the biggest thing for him, man, is you, you look at his career, especially with the Saints, he has never been given... A, a fair opportunity. Um, ever since he came into the NFL, he's been bit by the injury bug, 
and that's just continued for him. And now that he's finally getting a, a true opportunity, he, he's making the most of it. So I'm definitely excited about what he can do in a New Orleans Saints uniform. Another guy that I'm watching tonight, and again, I, I know this may seem like a cop-out, I want more out of Ian Book. I want more out of Ian Book. Because again, I don't hate the kid. I want him to be on the team. I think he's got upside. But it, it's one of those things where, you know, the, 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 the way I like to look at it is the, the circus going on tour, right? If you're not going to provide something to the show, don't take up a spot on the bus. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying for sure. If you're not going to provide value to the organization, you're not going to take up a spot on the roster. So I need to see more out of Ian Book before he solidifies his spot. Last year, you needed him because, I mean, where else were you going to turn? Trevor Simeon went down. Jameis went down. Like, you needed somewhere to go. So I, I get going to Ian Book. But now you've got Jameis healthy. You've got Andy Dalton. You still have Taysom Hill hanging around. I don't know that you need and I don't know that you need Ian Book as much as you did last year. So if he wants to stay in the rotation, he's really gonna have to step it up and, and show more than what he has. That's definitely understandable. For me, I'm looking at players like Tano Passigno. I'm looking at Taco Charlton, Carl Granderson. Peyton Turner. They didn't get much pressure last game. The sack totals were down there. I need more out of you. I mean, if this is going to be a strength of the team and it's going to be such a rotational piece, I need you to get some pressure. I remember watching plenty of times last Saturday, Peyton Turner, he was almost getting pushed back on pass plays. You're supposed to be pushing forward. They're supposed to be the ones back and going back. You were getting no pressure. And you're supposed to be the second year guy where we were we were somewhat expecting a breakout season because you only played six games, but you only had one where you really played a bunch, and that game you went off. So we expect more. And from what I saw against a poor Texan team, you didn't do much. So I, I need to see more out of players like Peyton Turner. I want to see what Tano Passanio can do. I, it's hard for me to believe Taco Charlton can make it because he's not as versatile as someone like Tano or Carl or Peyton. But I need to I need to see more out of them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. That defensive line is a is a group that I'm watching as well. One more guy that I'm I'm looking for, John Parker Romo. I mean. He was he was disappointing last week. The Saints cut him. Now he's back. So, you know, clearly they're seeing something in in the deal to to keep him around. So that that's a guy that's a guy to look out for in, in the Saints roster as well. Down down the stretch. Now quickly before we take our last time out of the show. Tom Brady's absence. There is a rumor going around that it is because he is filming The Masked Singer. That he's going to be on The Masked Singer. Um, 
And the reason that people believe this, the filming dates lined up with his absence. He committed to being on it when he was retired and then unretired, but he had already signed a contract. And he signed a deal with Fox to be a broadcaster after retirement, and the Masked Singer plays on Fox. So people believe that that's why Brady's out. You know what? That does make a lot of sense. I don't, I don't buy that. It makes sense, though. It makes sense. I don't buy it. I, I st- I'm sticking to my guns that he's contemplating retirement. Dude, when your head coach talks to the media and the media goes, hey, when's Tom coming back? And he basically goes, oh, dude, that's horrible. That is terrible, number one. Number two, his wife is in his ear going, babe, don't you just want to stay home and let me work? I make more money than you anyway. So why, why, can't, why can't you just watch the kids be Mr. Mom? I, I think that's what's going on. Man, Tom's 45. Yeah, he can still play, but he's got nothing left to prove. He has already won a Super Bowl without Belichick. He has already got more Super Bowls than than any player to ever play. Like, did, he has nothing left to prove. Tom just needs to be done. Just walk away. Because if he keeps playing... I hate to say this, but if he keeps playing and he suffers a serious injury this year, his body's never going to be the same for the rest of his life. Walk away now while you still got it. Be done. Uh, but it's so tempting. It, it's Because you're still so good at 45. But again, what what happens when he takes a wrong hit to the back? What happens when you play scared? You can't You can't play like that. But you also, I, I agree you can't play like that, but you also have to be realistic. The man's 45 years old. He hasn't suffered a serious injury since 2008. And he has nothing he, left he, to prove. But walk if you away. Can, if you can still play at a high level, why would you stop? Walk away. Because what happens if he goes 3-14 and 14 this year? That won't happen, but I mean... Okay, and what if they win the Super Bowl and he gets to ring number eight? You would he would retire and he'd stay at seven and be like, "Damn, I I, I, I feel like I had a really good chance of getting eight. I don't think he would. I don't think he would because I think I he, don't think he will either. But I, I think I you think still he, have a good chance. I think I think he thoroughly understands that he doesn't have the chance that a lot of people think that he does. The Bucks are not as good as they were a year ago, and they're really not as good as they were two years ago. His actions will speak volumes in these next coming weeks. Uh, I, I agree. We'll, we'll see what happens. Before we take one more time out, Delta Media is going to be your home for some thrilling high school football. This season's lineup includes St. Thomas Moore on the game, 1037 Lafayette, Acadiana High on MeTV 97.7, Karen Crow High on Z1059, Southside on Mustang 1071, the Vermilion Parish Game of the Week on 106.3 Radio Lafayette, St. Landry Parish Game of the Week on News Talk 98.5, and in Lake Charles, you can hear Barb on the game 1041. Make sure to download the station's free mobile apps to listen to your favorite teams at home or on the road, because Delta Media is your home for Friday night football. Take a time out, look at the poll question one more time, and get you on your way to the weekend. It's crunch time when you guys mesh on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. 
Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The NFL Week 1 odds are out, and now's the time to try FanDuel Sportsbook if you haven't already. Get in on the action early this season. Right now, new FanDuel Sportsbook customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. I've taken the over on the Saints' win total at 9.5 and for the black and gold to make the playoffs. Just sign up using promo code KLWB, place your first bet, and FanDuel get, will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. There's no better place to get ready for the football season than number one sportsbook in FanDuel Sportsbook an official sports bank partner of the NFL. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code KLWB to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's promo code KLWB. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. Refund issue is not withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions do apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. We got a good feeling about this show, and if you don't, then, I mean, shame on you. That's your fault. Crunch time with me, guys, and Mesh here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Matt Miguez, James Mesh. Three minutes left in today's show. Poll questions of the day, because we had two of them today. Going to have two tomorrow and two Sunday as well. First round of the football movie bracket. Remember the Titans, Division Three football's finest. James, this still isn't over. 27 votes, and it is still unanimous. <laughs> Four Division. Four can, Division Three. Can can somebody just go throw Division Three a bone, please? So that it's not, you know, totally brutal. And then the other matchup, how about Jerry Maguire making a comeback and taking the lead? 52.2% voting for Jerry, while 47.8% say Rudy. That's second half surge, man. Oh, Jerry Maguire. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's funny because if you look at Tom Cruise and you look at the career that he's had, a lot of people know him for Mission Impossible. A lot of people know him for Top Gun. But a lot of people tend to forget about two of his other movies with sports. People tend to forget about Jerry Maguire. People tend to forget about All the Right Moves. It was hard for me to not put All the Right Moves in this bracket. Um, you know, that was the year that Tom Cruise really took off. He shot All the Right Moves the same year that he shot the first Top Gun. Speaking of Top Gun movies, James, in, in your mind, any movie, what's the, what's the rate of success or like the bar of success on a movie? Is it that when they make more than what their budget was? I would say so. Okay. I mean, you spent this much money, I would hope you would get the return on investment plus more. All right, so Top Gun Maverick had a budget of $170 million. Okay, that's a lot of money. It is. You know how much money they've made so far? $320 million. $1.3 billion. Uh, I wasn't even close. $1.3 billion. It is. It is. I gotta remember that did blow up the block, the box office, the first couple weeks. Yeah, it is already the most successful movie of Tom Cruise's career. I mean, just it unreal. was so highly anticipated, though. Unreal numbers. 
that that they have put up with, with Top Gun Maverick. I want to take this opportunity to thank Luke Braun and Jake Crane for joining us on this Friday fun show. James Mesh, appreciate everything you do. Everybody have a great weekend. Talk to you back on here on Monday, 4 to 6 on the game. It's 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 in Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Speaking of those Houston Astros, let's send it to Truist Park in Atlanta, Georgia, where we join Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. <laughs>